3: There are only 12 musical notes, but if you arrange them into a system of chords and melodies, add emotional lyrics, then you have the power to make someone cry with a song. A song can break your heart, lift you up, keep you going. Prepare for tears as we count down our top 10 songs that make us cry. Here's our own little heartbreaker, Neil, with 10 tear-jerking music facts. Thank you very much,
4: Pav. So here we are. Rolling Stone wanted to find out what everybody's favourite sad song was. So they sent out a poll and did a a survey on it. So here it is, as voted for by the readers of the Rolling Stone. At number 10, they chose Hank Williams' I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. (laughs) At number nine, Alice in Chains' Nutshell. (laughs) At number eight, John Prine, Sam Stone. It's <laughs> making me giggle. <laughs> like a little giggle. You ain't heard anything yet. <laughs> At number seven, Pearl Jam, black. <laughs> At number six, <laughs> George Jones, he stopped loving her today. <laughs> At number five, Nirvana, something in the way. <laughs> <laughs> At number four, Harry Chapin, "Cats in the Cradle."
5: <laughs>
0: is that actually crying?
3: That is crying. I okay. guarantee that is crying. Starts That's what it said on worried, the file, then? anyway. Yeah. At number
4: three, REM, "Everybody Hurts." <laughs> Uh, number two, Nine Inch Nails Hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the... Wait, please. Oh,
4: and the winner by a long margin was Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven.
0: Oh,
3: what a heartbreaking way to start. Oh. What a heartbreaking way to start. Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, the top 10 songs that make you cry. And uh, before we actually get into that and we introduce our, our wonderful guest for the evening, um, we've got two more Patreon toppers, Neil. Woohoo! Thank you very much. Well, who indeed? It is way who. It's Kirsten Prince, no Prince. Kirsten. Kirsten Prin, not Prince. R- Prin, and Lindsay Pananan. <laughs> I think that's thank you you very much it. Lindsay. Lots of a. So thank you, Kirsten, and thank you, Lindsay. Um, we will see you in the future, I'm sure, uh, to be a guest uh, on a future podcast. Which is exactly why the lovely Rachel is with us. Hello, Rachel.
5: Hello. Good afternoon from beautiful Long Beach, California.
3: Yes. And you just gave, I was going to say you just gave us a little flash. I didn't mean it like that, but you just showed us outside your front window. Oh my God. It must be amazing. You've got a beautiful beach, a beautiful blue sea. Um, you you live in Long Beach. Is that right?
5: Yep. Uh, me, Snoop Dogg, Sublime, we're all here.
4: It's just in uh, the same, in the same building. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I wish they were my neighbours um, It'd be better than who I have, but that's all right. Yeah, I've I've been in Long Beach for 15 years. I grew up in LA. Um, so you'll probably get a little SoCal feel with my song.
3: Right, okay. Nothing um, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Now, we've that. also got an absolute mountain of honourable mentions that I will need to get through a little bit later on. So we will get straight on with the matter at hand. Now, I don't know about you, you two guys, Uh, I put my top, my first version of the top 10 together on Friday, sat in this very seat and was an absolute mess. I was crying my eyes out while I was putting it. And then I ended up changing it yesterday. I think I got rid of six of the 10 that I had and I had to put another six different ones in because they came into my head, thought, oh no, I should have that one, should have that one.
4: So you genuinely cry with a song. This might sound a bit bizarre. Uh, Rachel, do you?
5: If, if I'm in the right mood, yes. If right. it
4: catches me at the right time. Okay. I have to hand on heart, say I don't think I've ever cried at a song.
3: Really? Mm. Your top ten's going to be interesting then. Well, it's all thrash metal. Right, right. See, <laughs> I don't know whether it was because I was also, I was singing the songs like at the top of my voice as well. And there's times I've had this when I'm actually properly singing a gig there'll be times when songs will just get the better of me and i'll get them stuck mm. in my throat or something will get in my head and um which a couple of them are in my top 10 anyway let's that's find not out. To say
4: i don't get moved by music let um, me say well, that i
3: do get moved by yes music. you haven't got a heart of stone have you neil not quite not it's quite like, not it's like plaster cast <laughs> yeah right <laughs> then rachel give us your number 10 song that makes you cry i'm gonna see if i can uh play little bits of them while we're uh while we're talking
5: okay my number 10 is nothing better by the postal service and it's it's basically a song about a breakup and uh the it's a duet so you've got the male and the female voice kind of telling their sides of the story and he is begging to make it work and let's work through it and it could be nothing better and she is shooting them down at every opportunity possible um, and it ends somewhat inconclusive on, let's say goodbye. And uh, I don't know, it, it leaves a lot to the imagination. And I think it's a very relatable uh, situation for a lot of us.
4: Mm, I don't Hi, know
5: Tune wise.
3: Say what it was called again. I'm going to put it on my list. Nothing Better by the Postal Service. Now, so what? What year are we talking? Is this quite a new song? Or
5: oh gosh, that must have been maybe mid two thousand, maybe maybe twenty, like two thousand eight. Um, Postal Service is a side project uh, with um, Ben Gibbard from Deaf Cab for Cutie. You May have heard of.
3: It. I've heard. I have heard of them, especially uh, a couple of honorable mentions uh, for them that I did notice. Yeah. This is the one thing with our wonderful like American listeners and and people we've had on the podcast is where we get all these names that we've never heard of before, and it's it it ends up where you start diving into some of these. I mean, I've started really listening to the Oingo Bongo, Mongo yeah. Bongo, yes. So yes. really started to get into them, and I would never have heard of them if it hadn't been to for for you know talking to to guys like you. So yeah that's um okay great way to start okay
4: neil you're number ten so mine 's a radiohead song surprise and surprise it's not no surprises it 's fake plastic trees um from the benz album um obviously being in the nineties, it was part of um my twenties um And it became very poignant to me, this song. Um, Just when I ever felt glum or had an argument or uh, had a breakup, this was my go-to song. Um, Not too sure. I've I've never really looked into the meaning of it, um, why they wrote it or what it's about. Um, But yeah, it just, it moves me. Are you familiar with this one, Uh, Rachel? This
3: This is one of the ones I know, Rachel. Yeah am right.
5: not a big radiohead
3: fan i'm with you there rachel I, i'm in the minority i'm with you there,
4: there. <laughs> i'm in the minority but it is it, i think it's a beautiful song it's not it's not their experimental phase it's when they were just to me it was when they they were normal if anything can be normal
3: i was just about to say to me it's like one of their normal very um inclusive songs that you can sort of get into mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it doesn't it's, it yeah. just seems like a good song it is a good song. It's a lovely now song. Now that I can
5: hear it in the background, it is it is recognisable now that I yeah. hear it.
3: There isn't many Radio Hod... Radio Hod? <laughs> Radio Head <laughs> songs that I would say that I, I would know, you know, straight by listening to it, but that's one of the ones. That mm. and probably Creep are the only two I think I really, really know. But Right. Okay, that's a fair enough start. I mean i mean they're they're known to be quite a downer kind of band, though aren't they They do a lot
4: of what I would call depressing songs um A lot of people class it as you know I mentioned no surprises, which I would have thought is probably on a lot of people's lists, but you know and I understand where it comes where they come from, but at the second in second nature it's it's beautiful music to me to me personally. yeah
3: but it's a nice song yeah, I'll give mm. you that one it's a nice song um okay, my number ten comes from a movie. Did it play? Yeah, it's at the very, very start of the movie, I think. This is Ashes by Celine Dion from Deadpool 2. Okay. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. It's it, The start of the movie, it's very like James Bond, mm. where they have like um, somebody dancing, and there's gunshots going and looking through the... It's a fantastic song. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Celine Dion. I think she can be a bit sort of over the top, a bit like Mariah Carey, sort of like... Using twelve notes when one note will do, kind of thing. But um, I don't know
4: if you can see, I'm not that. overly familiar with Celine Dion's catalog. I really well, am no,
3: not. I'm not. But it was because they did like a really good video, and it's a very Bond sounding song, right? Um, and the video is very good because Ryan Reynolds dressing up as um, Deadpool doing his Deadpool stuff. But then I mean, they- I re-
4: I recall the opening, but I don't recall the song. I'm going to have to watch it again.
3: Yeah, but the video is very much where it's just Celine Dion singing on a stage, and then it's obviously a woman dressed up as Deadpool doing all kinds of amazing dancing around her and stuff, and then a little bit of banter at the end with Ryan Reynolds. But it is just a fantastic song. And there is there is a version on YouTube like on a piano that's like a key lower, so I can almost almost sing it but like she i mean she's got an amazing voice don't get me wrong she's got an amazing voice but it's a fantastic song and and, and I, I think deadpool 2 is a really really good movie mm-hmm. um and it's a great way to start the song And i think there's also a slow version of take on me during the movie as well which is really emotional when it with what happens in the movie i'm not going to spoil the movie on this one because that's not a job for this uh not this podcast so why does it make you cry though because it's just a beautiful song right and it's also that the the words in it it's all about loss and about being down and rising up from the ashes of of that and it's those kind of things just really get me when it comes to
0: Mm.
3: then again all good songs are about being lonely and loss and death and the death of love and stuff like that god this is gonna be this is gonna be a rip uh, yeah. positive, positive gig um but yeah i don't know if any of you guys uh, rachel have you heard this one
5: i haven't heard it and i also haven't seen deadpool 2 so i guess i have some homework to do after this
3: i think you do you i mean have you watched the first deadpool
5: i have i have seen the first one
3: i think it's better than the first one Uh, oh really I do yeah I do I I think it's got a really nice um, story I mean I I really enjoyed it I'd love to watch it again I've only seen it a couple of times (laughs) it sounds awful doesn't it well not Uh, really that's fine okay uh, Rachel your number nine please all
5: right this is The Crane Wife three Um, now there's a Crane Wife one and two and I will say if you listen to all three of them in a row by the uh, it, It's To me, it's not necessarily sad, but there's sort of this, like, emotional arc, right? And if you listen to all three back-to-back, uh, it's like, I don't know, 14 minutes or something of this emotional journey. And by the time it sort of peaks in the third one, um, I'm usually a wreck. Oh.
0: Uh,
5: I think the the chorus... Aww. Yeah, it's like... I will hang my head low, and it's it's very, I don't know, it, it tugs at my millennial heartstrings. I think this is like a very, the December are sort a of big band for my generation, for sure. So
3: Again, never heard of, so is it, no, it's no, the no. Crane Wife 3, so it's like a trilogy
0: of yeah. songs, isn't it?
5: Yeah, one and two, it's actually, they combine one and two into one song, and then there's the Crane Wife 3, and yeah, all three back-to-back are, are just really it's a lot. It's it's that build of of emotion, and uh, well, it's either like a you're either going to cry or have some other relief, shall we say? So
4: <laughs> okay, okay. Are they the Decemberists? Do they sort of do that sort of music? Is it is that primarily the type of music they do? Or
5: yeah, they're a bit folky. You might know them. I think one of their songs is in the last episode of the office like the, the now the american office
0: right um
5: yeah. they got a little popular off of that when they're at the shoot farm you know that's like a very filthy yeah. sort of moment um yeah they're, they're oh, okay. band. interesting they're check them out Portland.
3: another one to add yeah. to the list neil it does another one to yeah, to add to the list. But every day is an education indeed indeed so when you said the last you mean the very last episode of the office right yeah, okay because yeah, that was the that was the, the wedding wasn't it was that sh- that was
5: exactly exactly right. and i think when all the Shroot relatives gather on the porch um this there's a december song that plays in the background not this song but
3: no a different one okay. i probably recognize it then as soon as i heard it if i if it's that one but uh, yeah. okay the decemberists the crane wife three Okay. God, I sounded like an actual radio DJ then, didn't I? Like I was introducing a song. <laughs> Go on then, Neil. You're number nine. So it's Marillion
4: and it's sugar mice. Um, so it's going back to the 80s. It's a bit of English prog rock. You've probably have you heard of Marillion, Rachel? Not at
5: all. Uh foreign
4: language to me right now <laughs> yeah right so it's it's not everybody's cup of tea but they they did get quite successful in the 80s in the UK um but this song just holds a lot of my uh, teenage angst um it's one I listen to obviously the lyrics are very poignant about breakup of family and uh, not seeing the kids but I didn't go through any of that with my own family but I had a <clears throat> a cousin that did and uh, he always used to come and talk to me and I introduced him to this song and it, um, he took it on board when he was younger. And um, yeah, he, he he grew to love it loads as well because it became poignant to him and what who he was going through. And I just say it's a lovely song. It really is a lovely song. Um, and I recommend anybody still go and have a listen to this because I don't think it's dated at all myself but a lot of people would probably argue
3: well as anybody that has listened to this knows you're a big Merillion fan no. aren't you
4: yeah well the fish era Merillion. there you go which was from 82 to 88 and those albums are more of a fan of than the newer ones because
3: i'm sure that younger people listening to this now isn't there a more up-to-date act called fish mm there is but spelt with a ph oh is it spelt with a ph yeah right because when i was listening to i can't remember what it was it might have been k-rock and they started talking about fish i thought (laughs) oh my god he's making a comeback yeah but that's not that so that that'd be more your more your expertise i think yeah that that fish is actually i consider them i put them in the same category as
5: like the the grateful dead they're like a jam band
3: oh right Um, and
5: i think actually the lead singer from fish has been filling in for you know jerry garcia um with some of the grateful dead gigs these days
3: oh Um, right okay so maybe not quite as hip and up to date as i think they are then
5: not yeah maybe not as current or right not not new but i guess they're still kind of out there touring all the time so they're they're still around Mm
3: okay right um so for my number nine this was one of the ones that um popped in yesterday um and it's not it's not as well it is a song but it's just an instrumental and for me it's one of the most um sort of uplifting if you go on youtube and there are things like uh what are they what they called like where they put loads of clips of amazing sporting moments or things like that they mainly sometimes not mainly but they sometimes use this music underneath it and it's i can't remember how i don't know how you say it hoppipola by sigur ross okay but there is something about it and again i was listening to this yesterday in my car at work and i just i'm such a pussy it's unbelievable i was just like the tears were just like coming down my, i wasn't even watching anything inspirational i was just listening to the music and i love the way it builds i love the way it it is supposed to be i think uplifting it's not supposed yeah. to be something that makes you cry in a sad way um but i just love it and i don't i've never heard anything else by siga ross i don't know what other kinds of music they do and it's not really instrumental because they're singing as you can hear but um especially when the pipes start coming in at the end it's just a fantastic piece of music so it's a lovely song um i don't know if I, so have you heard this one before rachel
5: Yes, I so Sigur Ros is wild. They're first, they're Icelandic, but they don't sing in Icelandic. I think they've completely made up their own language that they sing in, and it's like the band, yeah, really. College, college days, I definitely listen to them. Oh,
3: awesome. Well, there you go, look. See, you knew more about the one that I chose <laughs> than I did. That's, yeah. that's good. That's 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 what I love. Um, I'm going to have to listen to some more stuff of theirs because that's. Um, I've just noticed one of their other songs is called "Gobbledygook." I mean, you yeah. have to you have to listen to something. <laughs> in the song. The song is called "Gobbledygook." I mean, that's perfect. Um, right, Rachel, your number eight, please. Okay, number eight is
5: trouble. Um, by Yusuf slash Cat Stevens. And uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Harold and Maude, the great movie.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, but yeah, I mean, the scene in that and just, just that song in general is a, a bit of a tearjerker for me.
3: That's amazing. Yeah. I love that film. Yeah, I've never seen
5: seen. Oh, Pavla.
3: To put that on that on list. List. Yeah, it's one of those ones on your list. Yeah, it's one of those ones on the, list, on the on list of like, list. Th- um, so is it, is, is it a song that's like, is it the theme of the movie or is it something that's in the movie?
0: It's in
5: the movie. Now the whole soundtrack is Cat Stevens music. Um, oh, right. but this song in particular is at sort of a, an emotional peak, shall we say. And, uh, you know, I, so I went to a screening, uh, a drive-in, this is during COVID. So, uh, a drive-in. Uh, screening and it was on valentine's day because it's a bit of a romantic film and uh they had introduced it and said that without harold and maude you know there would have been no Wes anderson and i do have to agree i think there's a lot of similarity so anyway if you like Wes anderson you'll like this film
3: oh right and and who directed harold and maude (laughs) Uh, i can't think i should know this Come on, Rachel. So, Rachel, you know that Sigur Ross come from Iceland and have made their own I know. language up. Uh, that's fine. No, that's fine. Someone will tell us. Uh, unless, Neil, can you? Oh, man, okay. I know it. I do know I'll have, it. I'll have a look in a second, then. I'll have a look in a second. Okay. Yeah, I do know it. But that's fine. Okay. But that's it's another... A great... so, ha- Harold and Ward is another one to go on. Yeah, with. it's a great movie.
4: But Cat Stevens, I think, has got a really unique and what I call a soothing voice.
3: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. it it relaxes you doesn't it morning has broken has it it has well well, no not here uh go on then neil you're number eight so it's a bit of damien rice you can't have a sad song
4: without putting damien rice on the list and it's nine crimes for me i think it's a wonderfully moving song Uh, lisa hannigan does the female voice on it and i think her voice is beautiful um yeah, um, he seems to have gone a little bit out of favour now, Damien Rice to me, and yet he's still making just his magical music. I think he could compliment himself by having getting Lisa Hannigan back, but obviously she's gone on to have her own solo career. But um, this, this was used in one of the Shrek films as well, wasn't it? Was it number two, I think, or number three? I can't remember, but it's a lovely song. Are you, uh, do you know Damien Rice?
5: I do. I Blower's Daughter? Is that his? I think... Yeah,
4: from the movie. Yeah, that I, I considered that. Yeah. Yeah, he does write a lovely ballad, does Damien Rice. And again, he's got a voice that I absolutely think is magical. Um, a big fan of Damien Rice. It's very... I don't want to say easy listening because that... It's damning it with false... You know, I, I, it's just lovely, relaxing. And it's a great, great artist to get into if you're ever feeling a Bit down in the dumps, it complements it very well.
3: Yeah. Okay, are you yeah, a fan? I, I, I bought his first, what was it, the name of his first album? Oh, just oh, the what? O. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember, but whichever album had um, Cannonball, wasn't it? I think that was, was the same was one, the, as the big hit. Door that was so the, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I I bought that album and I'd really liked it. Cause it was the same as like when David Gray, I think came out at the same sort of time. Yeah. And Newton Falkler, Faulkner was another one. Mm. They all sort of came out at the same time. There's like sort of male singer songwriters. Um, yeah. And they all had like one massive, massive hit, but then everything else was a little bit yeah. smaller and stuff. I mean,
4: this, this one, the nine crimes was um, quite a big hit. Like I said, it was used in one of the Shrek movies the video, I think, is lovely. Quite a bizarre video, but it's got a real sweet element to it. I'd highly recommend people check out the video
3: for it. Okay. Um, well, well, we'll put the video in the video playlist. There we go. For our Patreon, our lovely Patreon people. Uh, okay, my number eight... I want to make sure I get this... Oh, I'm not typing it in there because I'm not doing on there. Am I? <laughs> <sighs> Such a nod. Uh My number ten... Uh, my number eight, sorry, <laughs> I... I all over the place what have you been drinking i'm all over the place uh i had to to have an adele song on um so i decided to have hello um mainly because when we went and saw her at wembley which was the very last gig that was the very last gig before she ended up like having to cancel Mm. uh because of her throat and she did have problems with her throat on the night but she was amazing And there was this one, and "Set Fire to the Rain" were the two that I were going to have in my top ten, mainly because live I was a mess. I absolutely love Adele, and I mean like like physically and emotionally love Adele. And there was just something about hearing the songs live with her singing them. She was only singing them to me. That was the thing. Mm -hmm. She was only singing them to me on that night, and I I just absolutely sort of I couldn't feel fall in love with her anymore. Just. (laughs) be able to sing i couldn't sing the songs back because i was just so emotional doing it and my wife was looking at me wondering what the hell what's going on what, what is wrong with you but she even said that she thought it was fantastic seeing her live um i've been really disappointed with her last album though and her latest album it's been a bit i haven't listened to her, yeah there's honest. not been anything that really sort of grabbed me yeah. are you a big are you a adele fan rachel yeah i mean i certainly know the hits um i like.
5: Was it Skyfall, the Bond film? She did the song. You yeah, know, I thought that was quite good. Um, I I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I uh, but I'm sure she was great live. She's clearly very talented. So
3: yeah, and obviously she's got a fantastic band behind her as well. But um, it's the fact that she doesn't really she she doesn't care. She'll swear on, on you know she's got like a mouth like a docker when hmm. she's on 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 online. She you know, she'll, she'll swear and she'll F and blind and. It is it's great. She's she's really, really good live, but uh but yeah, I had to I had to have one. I had to have one in there. Uh okay then, Rachel, your number seven, please.
5: Hey, again, probably one that's new to you. Your best American Girl by Mitsuki.
0: And okay.
5: mitski yeah, she's she's a real force. She's kind of known for uh, playing all the instruments herself in the studio and having sort of very tight control over her music and being a bit of a perfectionist. But this song is off of an album called Puberty 2. So if you can I guess it was a time in her life she was uh, re- reimagining herself or something. Um, and she's uh, Asian-American. And I think this was just about, you know, her being American, but not quite sitting in and, uh, sort of meeting her, her boyfriend's family and, and, you know, them maybe having questions about her and, and just that, I guess that sense of really not sitting in and feeling othered, and um, and it's very angsty. So it's, it's sad, but it's also, it's a little angry, um, <laughs> And I got to see her live, uh, and it, yeah, very. I, I think very
3: emotional. So that's not the same person that's just been uh, supporting Harry Styles, is it? Or was that somebody? completely
5: oh, somebody completely. Oh, different? that would be such a good show. I need to get tickets right now. <laughs> that's
3: the case. Yeah, I'm because st- there was somebody. I'm, I might be way off. I might be way off, but I'm going to have to have a look at that in a minute. Because there was somebody that yeah. um, that has been supporting harry styles and like the the crowd were like very split oh no they didn't but that name ring rang a bell as soon as you said that name mitski i, I don't know, I have to have a look but um but yeah okay another one for the list yeah another absolutely. one for the list while you say yours neil I, I will have a look and see if that is the same see if that oh, is the same okay. person.
5: It, i just did it certainly is her
3: yeah is it there you go Wow, there you are. Very good. What, what well, a show that would have been. Yeah.
5: Oh. Dang
3: it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, look, at
4: the, look at the disappointment. That's well, fine. She's just you've got go that amazing view, Rachel.
3: Now. We've just had Mitski and Harry Styles together. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Never mind. <laughs> um, go on then, Neil. You're number seven. So this song,
4: all I'll say is Dwight sat in the car from the American office. REM, Everybody heard. Oh, right. Okay. Um, it's become a bit of a cliched sad song and it's always used on the charity videos or when somebody on uh, one of these pop idol shows has a sob story to get through. And it's almost been ruined because of these fuckwits. But... (laughs) It's if you break it back down, it is a fantastically and it's an uplifting song. Not it's it is it makes you feel quite depressed and sad, but it is actually when you listen to it an uplifting song. And it is it's still on my playlist now. I still sing along to it. I think it's beautiful. And I think Michael Stipe, I miss REM to be honest. Yeah, I really miss REM. And I think Michael Stipe has such a great voice. And I've, gone, I've grown to appreciate it a lot more over the years, listening, uh, you know, recently over the years, listening to the back catalogue and the newer albums that I didn't really, I bought and never really listened to, but listening back now, I'm really starting to appreciate how great they were. Uh, but this still holds it to me. I nearly put um, uh, Strange Currencies. Right because I think that's another beautiful song. But I did choose this one because it is the heart of... To- and, of course, I've listened to this one. I've been in a breakup, just like Dwight, sat in my car, howling. <laughs> but it is, it's a lovely song. I, I take it you're both fans.
3: Yeah, I love R.E.M. Rachel? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I, it's I, like you get used to them and then they're not there anymore, are they? You've yeah. still got the old songs that you can... I
4: miss them. I really miss them at the moment. I think they were just great. Makes them
5: quite nostalgic, you know. Very, very, for me, like childhood, you know, and I I think of them,
4: so. Yeah, I was lucky enough to see them. I got to see them in Glastonbury. Oh, did you? Yeah, in 1999. And I still think that's one of the best shows I ever saw. So much so I've pretty much forgotten the rest of the weekend, just that set. It it literally re- ignited a stronger love for them to me and this their version of this song live is just beautiful everybody around you is in it's a real harmony you get together it's lovely
3: mm. and also i'll tell you what rem songs are some of the hardest songs to sing right because i think because his voice is so he's what he's got one of those voices that like freddie mercury or anybody like that that as soon as he sings you know who it is yeah you know that that's michael Stipe, and some of the song well that, that all of the songs are very hard to sing because you end up when you're trying to sing him, you end up just doing a really bad Michael Stipe impression. Yeah. Instead right, of trying yeah. to sing it the way you would sing it, you do it that nasally kind of and I think he's the only one that can do it. So it's very hard to sing REM songs. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um okay, my number seven, um, totally selfish. The only reason I cry to this one uh is because I it's whenever liverpool are playing and the cop starts singing well yeah and then you just ah oh, it's just you i mean i love the song anyway the jerry yeah. and the pacemaker's version i absolutely adore that but at any time when i'm watching liverpool on live on the telly and the crowd starts singing I've, I've i've been very lucky a couple of times to have been stood in the crowd when they're singing that and there is I'm not religious. That is the, as near to a religious experience as I will ever get in my life is mm. having forty thousand people all singing that song to to welcome your heroes onto the onto the uh, onto the pitch. So, Which, uh, you, as your football team, and even I
4: admire it. I mean, in my football team we would be listening to fucking Chaz and Dave.
3: <laughs> but yeah, there you go, um, Rachel. Just, uh, just. YouTube Chaz and Dave when we finished. If you want a, an absolute 100% slice of British music and British culture, Chaz and Dave. Don't knock them. No, and then also, also message me and tell me if you can understand what it is they're singing. I would love that. Especially a song called Rabbit. Okay, and there's a song called Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> She's going to write that one down. It did. I sure did. Wonderful.
5: I've actually never been... To a soccer game, f- football game, uh, but I do have plans to visit your, your beautiful country and I'm going to have to go.
3: Yeah. Yes, some of you Probably not till
5: next spring, but
3: come, come to the southwest, and we'll take you to Swindon town. I mean, you will never no, maybe come back. not. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never come back. <laughs> oh,
4: Pav, we'll do better than that. We'll come do better Potswals than that, and we'll show you the
3: quaint. Yes, we'll show you the quaintness England. and and the history of like our Roman town and things like that. We'll do that for you, um, and then we'll sing yeah. "You'll Never Walk Alone" to you or something, rather than taking you to Swindon. No disrespect to anybody living in Swindon? But it is a shit it, hole. It, <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that sorry, now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry.
4: I live there. My brother lives there. Oh, that it's, is it's
3: true. It's close. It, that it is, is true. Hole, but it is okay. okay, Rachel, you're number six, please.
5: All right. I'm very excited about this one because I'm going to get to see it live soon. So this is Samson by regina specter um and you may know her from the orange is the new black scene song um okay. but this is one of her older songs yeah she's got a great voice i'm gonna i just uh, bought my sister selfishly some tickets to see her like hey i will take you for your birthday but that means i also get to go see <laughs> one of my favorite artists
3: nice nice way to do it <laughs> Yeah. I like yeah, and you, you and went, then you're uh, the hero you're the hero then but you get something out of it nice see I, I've, i'm uh you know yeah so which is calculating
5: the, on that part but.
3: <laughs> which is the orange is the new black theme what's that called it's called
5: the, the animal I, I, that's the line that sticks in my head at least um but yeah, yeah sure. she's She's a, you know, great singer-songwriter. She did sing in in Russian occasionally. Um, Very talented. I've seen her live at least once already, so happy to see her again. Um, And this song, you know, it's, um, it's pretty moving, I think. The lyrics, you know, it is sort of that story of Samson of cutting his hair and what have you. At least she references it. Um, not that I'm religious, but uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's, it's, she's got crazy lyrics about a slice of Wonder Bread, and uh, she rhymes that with went back to bed and not a hair left on his head. And I, it, It's somewhat nonsensical in a way, but just, I don't know, her voice and, and the melody is, is very touching. So it's okay. on my list.
3: Okay. I mean, I'm going, I'm obviously will be listening to all these when I put the video playlist together. So, uh, Neil, if I don't call you like an hour after I've done that, can you call the police? Cause there may be something I might have done something. <laughs> Two little legs dangling in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. The next zoom. Video Wellness be, check. My legs will be just like that. <laughs> well, my legs are normally just like that anyway. <laughs> uh, go on then, Neil,
4: you're number six. Um, so it's, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan. A lot of people uh, I know like them. I'm not sure Pav does. It's Joy Division and its atmosphere. Mm. Um, I know it sort of regained a bit like the Kate Bush song has recently, and it gained a bit of traction because they used it in one of the series of Stranger Things, Um this this always takes me back to a real poignant moment of when I was still married and my daughter had just started secondary school and she was really struggling with secondary school and I was listening to the Joy Division album and this came on and my daughter sat next to me and burst into tears and she begged me not to let her go to school she absolutely begged me and the big softy I was I said all right we'll phone in sick for you but it really reminds me of that and the vulnerability of a child, and, uh, you know, and your, your own children. And, and the, yeah, it moves me every time. It just takes me back to that moment. She never let go of me all day, if you know what I mean. I was, she, I was her, I was her hero that day. And this song reminds me of it. And I actually think it's a beautiful song, absolutely beautiful song. Are you a fan of this one, Pa? Uh, no you're a bit suspect of joy division i just
3: am i and i'm obviously in the minority because everybody we've had a podcast with where we've mentioned joy division i've always said i mean you were nodding there so i understand that you must like joy division then rachel
5: yeah i do um they're one of those bands i would say i'm sort of a passive listener where if i hear a song it's, it's clearly joy division they're very recognizable you know and i i generally enjoy it but i mm-hmm. i have to say i've never like bought an album or anything but yeah i do quite worth like getting
3: into rachel worth getting into the albums okay yeah i, I just don't I, I don't understand they also they seem very depressing he seems to sing out a tune so i don't understand why and it's probably sacrilege to say that i don't know but, no, uh, it's but subjective uh, isn't it it's but i'm annoying. obviously in a minority because so many people say how they love joy division mm. so yeah. I'm, I'm obviously i'm obviously you think
5: right. of uh, is it donnie darko i think has at least one joy division song in it um, time since watched
4: i
3: mean, if it doesn't, yeah. it should do because that yeah. seems to me to be the perfect movie to have a Joy Division song in it. Just, I, I, I recognise that a... song. I do recognise that song but I think I recognise that song from The Trip with Steve Coogan. Oh yeah, it was in, there, when, yeah. in In the first series when they're going through the hills of... Yeah. I think he's going to see his mum and dad, I think. But it, it
4: was nice for... It was nice to get the resurgence not quite to the level of Kate Bush's got recently but... You know, they used it in Stranger Things and it was picked up again. They do tend to use it. They've used it in movies before and it gets used a little bit. It gets a little bit cliched again. Yeah. Um, but I I just think it was such a sad loss, Ian Curtis. It really was. I'd love to, you know, if he was still with us now, to know what he'd be doing, to know the music that he could have made.
3: Well, he'd probably be sounding like John Bon Jovi and, Diana Ross, because they're all out of tune now as well. <laughs> Where would he, would he still make a career out of it? But I do know oh, other so. people that can't
4: bear it. So you're not the only one.
3: Oh, well, that's all right then. Because <laughs> I just get the feeling that I'm the only one. The same with Radiohead. Well, no, because Rachel. Yeah, I was in the minority I'm, this time. Yeah.
5: I'm with you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Okay. Uh, my number six is my other one that's just a piece of music. I remember hearing this for the first time on the Ricky Gervais show, Derek. And I think it's on the, the pilot episode. And this is uh, a Nouveau Bianchi by uh, Ludovico Enoldi. I've butchered that completely. But it is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music. I'll turn it up a little bit. I mean, mm. we're, we're not going to get any money out of this from YouTube on this, this episode anyway. So... and it's just beautiful and it's just it is just piano that's mm. all it is i think this Ludovico uh, ludoviccio in is famous for these kind of bits of music and it'll pop up every so often you'll hear it in a movie or in a trailer for a movie um but it was it was the ricky gervais series Derek, have you ever seen that rachel
5: I have at least
3: seen the pilot. I don't think I continued past that, but yeah, I, I have seen the pilot. But his, um, like, what, he plays someone who's what, would, what? What's the PC version of what? You, what do you call Derek Neal? Uh, learning difficulties. Learning difficulties. But his favorite, and he and he works in an old people's home, and his favorite lady that that lives there passes away, and this music starts playing, and it kills me every single time every single time um so i had to put that in my top 10 and i only thought about that one because i thought about Hoppipolo, polo whatever it's called by mm. sigal ross i thought that's another piece of music that i absolutely love yeah. Oh. are you a big fan of richard claderman <laughs> i love richard claderman there's nothing you wrong really? with and bobby <laughs> crush <laughs> the names that rachel have, has no <laughs> really? idea right
4: you'll love richard claderman rachel yeah put that on He's your
3: list rachel and hear this. Bobby crush as well. we're subjecting you to torture <laughs> <her. I'm laughs> we sorry. are absolutely we're, we're threatening with taking her to swindon and we're giving her bobby crush and richard claderman isn't we're not nice people neil <laughs> goodness <laughs> sake uh go on there rachel you're number five then please
5: uh, well, probably another another offbeat one here. Every little hair knows your name by Jens Lekman.
3: Every little hair um, knows your. Is that hair yeah. as in like a rabbit kind of hair, or as in that? Okay,
5: hair on your head. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, definitely kind of a, a breakup song. It's that that yearning that that. Um, I know you so intensely that at one point we felt like we were one person and now we're split. Um, So full disclosure, I saw this. uh, I saw Jens perform recently after a breakup. I went by myself, sat in the dark in the theater, and sobbed for probably an hour. (laughs) So it was based on a very, I know, I know, it was a real heartbreaker. Um, And he was playing with like a youth orchestra, so there was, you know, the live strings on stage, and his voice is just, just crystal clear, beautiful. So if you're not familiar, highly recommend giving him a listen.
4: Repeat the name
5: of him again, sir. Jens Lekman, and
3: it's J E N S. L E K M A N I mean that's a great title to a song. Every mm-hmm. little hair knows your name. That's when you put that in the search, there isn't gonna be many other ones you're gonna need to find to find that one, are you? No. No, it sounds, it sounds, like, sounds lovely. Definitely it, it. it sounds lovely trouble is if I, I think of that every time i think of that now i'm gonna think of you sat in a, a an auditorium by yourself crying
5: Anyway, you know what, though it wasn't a bad experience at all i think it was a, it was a very cathodic uh, situation <laughs> i left there feeling much better like i'd i'd left it all on the table so
3: that's you know. good that's good and again that's another thing that music can do and it? it can draw a line under certain things mm. and like i said uh, in, in the intro let you move on a little bit but uh great that's a beautiful one okay neil you're number five so i mentioned in my last one um it's peter gabriel kate
4: bush don't give up <laughs> um the whole album is superb so but this song uh is so complimented by kate bush um i oh, just it's beautiful it's a beautiful is it a breakup song i don't know is it when you feel low i don't know it's just one of those songs that you put on and you feel sad. It's again, it's a bit like Everybody Hurts, yet it's uplifting. You know, it's telling you don't give up. Keep going. But um, oh, I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful song. It's a song, if I was ever a songwriter, I wish I'd written. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm
5: it. kind of sad I didn't think of this one.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I wish st- I had thought of
5: this one first. You know, it's such <laughs> a good song. That's good.
4: <laughs> Yeah, and I'm so excited because Peter Gabriel has got a new album coming out. Oh, I think. So, yeah. And is it yeah. is it new stuff or is not like stuff, reworking? Brand new. Twenty years after his last one. It's well, coming. there you go. Why so soon, Peter? Yeah. Well, he always takes a long time, doesn't he?
3: Yeah. He
4: better be bloody good. We find. Which it's then, just I'm assuming then would mean
3: that he's <laughs> he's going to be out on tour again then.
4: Yeah, and I'll be
3: there again. Yeah. Mm. Fair play. I actually potentially before i changed my top 10 i had two kate bush songs in my top 10 oh did you yeah i had weathering heights because i just there is something about that song especially the bass line. the bass line of that song is just, is beautiful and the, and the vocals and this woman's work was the other one that i had right which i don't know if you've seen the video to that one it's got um tim mckinry uh, and Kate Bush is playing his wife, and and like he's he's waiting in the hospital, and things are going wrong and stuff, and it's so heartbreaking. I thought you were going to say the man with the child in his eyes. Well, that's another great. one. That's word. a
4: beautiful song. She wrote that word. when she was thirteen. That man with the child in her eyes. There you go. There's a little fact for you. Why wasn't that at the start of the show? Now.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so my number five um i don't know how many t- i think i've probably spoke about this musical and the songs from it i think every episode we've ever done of this bleeding podcast neil um i had to choose one from the greatest showman nearly every song when i'm watching the movie makes me cry but i decided to use from now on um as the song that just gets me I can sing this one, but I can't sing it if that makes sense because I just I choke up before I get a chance to actually get into it and sing. It's oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. I could have probably, like I said, chosen any song. This is me is another one that's great from the Greatest Showman. It just means a lot. And I said before, you see the video of I can't remember the name of the lady that sings This Is Me, but her doing like the almost like the rehearsal version of it she's finding it very hard to to keep everything going but this i think in the in the actual movie the context of the movie this is the one that hits the hardest i think for me um but then i just cry at the at the whole movie i don't know what it is i still don't know what it is about that movie
4: i must um, watch it again
3: i must watch it again yeah i, I can't because rachel
5: I've never seen it I hear you talk about it on here all the time I know and I've told myself I have to watch it so to be fair with the amount
3: of times that we've talked about it you probably don't need to watch it now you probably know everything (laughs) there is about it (laughs) you don't need to (laughs) we've told you everything about it but it's it's a great I mean you know we've got a top 10 movie soundtracks coming up and then this one's going to be very high on my top 10 Mm. I think because it's there isn't a bad song on the whole album hmm you know, it's very rare you get a movie soundtrack where the songs are in the movie that, you know, there isn't one that's just maybe a bit dodgy, but, yeah, you can't uh, can't beat it. I'm sorry, you just can't. Okay, Rachel, you're number four, please.
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
2: Okay, um, one of my a, a little more mainstream
5: here. Danny's song, and Messina. Um, I don't know what it is about the song. I don't have kids. Not even sure I like kids, but this song really really gets me. Um, I think it's like a very good maybe first dance at a wedding. I don't know. It's just it's very touching thinking about this couple's future. So
3: so who is, is Loggins and Messina did you say
5: mm-hmm.
3: yeah is yep. that the Loggins is that Kenny Loggins
5: it is it is wow and Messina is also famous for I think something else but I'm I i do not truly know
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> so but yeah I mean Kenny Loggins to me is a legend because Footloose to me is again one of those perfect pop songs is an absolute perfect pop song, but I've never heard of this one before. So, so Logins and Messina—is that an actual? Do they have like albums together? And at least one, at least this one. I'll, I'll,
5: right. I don't know why I've really never listened to their other stuff, but this song just—I feel like you hear this one on the old East station. And uh, man, it'll just make me cry in the car. It's... touching. Okay,
3: that's yeah. It's, I mean, I love the acoustic kind of stuff. So I feel like I could I could get into this. Actually, I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I got a bit swept away. Sorry. There we well, go. there you go. It's another one to to check on the video playlist without a shadow of a doubt. Um, oh, it looks like the Glee cast did a version of this as well. Apparently. Oh well, I'll avoid that one. Unless that's the yeah, Anne Murray that's, version. That's <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Okay, Neil, you're number four, please.
4: So the original of this song was in the uh, Rolling Stones top 10, but I love the Johnny Cash version, it's Hurt. Um, I think this is such a beautiful swan song for him. I love watching the video. Well, it makes me quite... Not emotional enough to cry, because I haven't yet, but You
3: just honestly. don't do that, Neil, do you? You've got no moisture no in your body. How are you going to no. cry?
4: I've just made of sand and dust. You
3: are? Um, but
4: <clears throat> this is, I don't know. I don't quite know how to put my finger on it, what it does to me. <laughs> but it really is um, a lovely, lovely song. My son, not he doesn't play it live, but he plays it at home and he's practising, he does a lovely version of it as well, but a little bit different. Um, I think it's just a wonderful song. I mean, I do prefer this song over the, yeah. uh, this version over the Nine Inch Nails as well. Um, But I just think it's a beautiful song. It really is. It yeah. is my
5: number
3: three. Oh, wow, um, we've got a duplicate. Yeah. We've got
5: one.
3: <laughs> it's a great
4: and, song.
5: you know, I never... Yeah, people have talked, since it came out, everyone's raved about it, right, and said maybe it's the best cover ever of any song, you know, things like that. I sort of dismissed all that until I went to the Johnny Cash Museum, learned all about his life, and at the very end, before they make you exit through the gift shop, they have this uh, video playing on a loop. Mm
0: -hmm. And they
5: have some of the the props from the video like the chair that he's sitting in and stuff and i just embarrassingly cried in public (laughs) standing there in the museum watching this i
4: bet you weren't the only one yeah maybe that's where i need to go i'm sorry i could imagine
5: nashville go on Mm. yeah right
4: and the thing is we're all going to nashville all right you're coming again rachel let's (laughs) go to nashville
3: It's also the fact that that the the Logan trailer Mm. used that song. And that was that's one of the best trailers I've ever seen
0: Mm. for a
3: movie. And it's the the end credits song as well, isn't it? It's the end credits song. But it just works perfectly. Mm. It worked perfectly for him as a song in his a Swan song, if you like. Mm. But it also worked perfectly for that specific movie, what the movie was about. Just worked Mm. perfectly not in my top 10 though oh we could have had one all of us had one together but we haven't never mind great one there though Roke uh, okay, oh, my... just a quick question oh, yeah, on. On. have you ever sung that in your live sets I haven't I haven't because um, th- it's, it's Nine Inch Nails isn't it They did originally. The yeah. original Yeah. am I right in remembering that Nine Inch Nails oh, again every, are you a fan of Nine Inch Nails Rachel no
5: Overly, oh, really? I—I I mean, they were certainly around when I was, you know, growing up. But yeah, Trent Reznor. Yeah, I mean, he does all those soundtracks now.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've w- listened to the Hurt version. It always sounds like there's a note that's out of tune. Is it supposed to be like that? Oh
5: yes, yes. I know exactly which note you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. know yeah. the note. Um, yeah,
3: which isn't in the Johnny Cash version. I think that's why mm-hmm. I, I love the Johnny Cash. Uh, but I think. There's another one. a bit like Joy Division. Loads of people seem to say how great nine inch nails are. Everything I've listened to theirs, I just cannot get into. I'm I such would a say it's boring listener. Eh? I would have thought it's too heavy for you, some of it. Too heavy for me. Well, yeah. possibly,
4: possibly. Do you know what I mean? You're not a big fan of that sort of music anyway, so
3: No. But it's Wouldn't... just the fact that like that was what put me off. There was no reason to have that one note slightly out of tune yeah. and it ruined the whole song for me. But then you listen to the Johnny Cash version. It's like a perfect song. It's heartbreaking, perfect song. Um, okay, my number th- uh, sorry number four is one that you may not have heard of. It's a deep cut for Robbie Williams that was on his last album, uh, Heavy Entertainment Show, I think was the name of the album. And it's a song called David's Song. Um, and it I haven't, I haven't actually looked to see what the song is about, but, but from the lyrics, it sounds like it's about somebody on their deathbed. Uh, saying goodbye to people and it is absolutely heartbreaking and i prefer this to like angels which is probably his biggest his biggest song and i've looked everywhere for the backing track of this and when i sing along to this i cry i just cry and it's just beautiful but it's also that there's a couple of lines in it where it's I'm gonna have to turn it down because I will. Don't start cry. bloody crying. No, <laughs> no, crying no but it's it, there's 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 a couple of lines in it that were like a certain time a few years ago were meant a lot to me, but not in a positive way, in a negative way, mm. and it and it really got me thinking about life and things and what your life really means and what we what 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 should we do and it gave me loads of questions to ask about myself and my personal life. It was really, really a strange, strange time. And I still think about those feelings whenever I hear the song. Um, it was a little bit higher in my top 10 until I sort of moved things around. But but i recommend having a listen to it because it's a beautiful, beautiful song. What was it called again? It's called David's Song David's. from the Heavy Entertainment Show album, which was his last um, proper album. And it's very much in the vein of Angels, which is like his biggest hit uh mm. but i think the 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 lyrics to me seem a bit more personal to me um now you see i could say
4: something controversial about angels well, i think it's one of the most boring songs i've ever heard
3: yeah and that's you're quite within your right no to, no no, to no say that's it. what i
4: mean that's so shows how subjective it is you see yeah and yeah i just yeah everybody sings along and i'm thinking oh shut shut up <laughs> <laughs> well that's not nice is it no no it's not but it's i don't know i don't i will listen to this one though oh, i always I, like to yeah, give I, things
3: a go you know i'd I, recommend I'm, it i I'm recommend it but then like i say i'm a soppy git so mm. you know that's just how it is um okay so rachel for number three you said hurt by johnny cash wonderful so neil yeah. what's your number three so this song, I'm going to give a
4: little backstory to it. I fell in love with it when it first came out in about 96 on, the, on their album. I'll tell you who it is in a minute. And then it came back into my playlist big time because a friend of mine um, ended his own life, somebody I knew. And I sort of found solace in music. But this song in particular, because the um, E, the singer of Eels, wrote this about his sister, Um and used her voice the last known recorded voice before she committed suicide and it's called Man Child and it's i just think it's beautiful it's almost uh i don't know quite uh, it, it's just sums everything up you know if you're going through depression um which i went through you know a bit of mental health issues in myself over certain things um it helps to know other people were there and If you read about, if you, I would always recommend people that have got, or have struggled, is read the book, The Things the Grandchildren Should Know, that Mark Everett wrote about the troubles. Because, I mean, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd have had no luck at all, I think, um, growing up with his family, the loss of family members and things like that. But it brings it into perspective and helps you. And this song really helped me. And I, I, I would hope it would help other people.
3: Hmm. there you go okay I don't really know what else to say to that Neil well there you go I brought everybody <laughs> down there. Yeah.
4: do you know this song though Rachel are you are you a Neil's fan I
5: don't uh you know I think I, I've maybe got a song there's from like a sound chat, but I no I've never heard this
3: I have to give it a listen yeah. what, what's that what was the biggest hit Neil
4: um People seem to turn to them, probably they Came for the Soul or um, um, E's Beautiful Blues, which was featured in Road Trip, everybody seems to know. But they had a few featured in Shrek. They have My Beloved Monster um, and things like that. So I Need Some Sleep became a hit because it was in Shrek 2 and things. I mean, I'm a huge Eels fan, but yeah, this song. It's on, it's on the first album. It's the, it's the closing
3: track. And it is just, it's beautiful, I think.
4: I really do think it's
3: beautiful. Wonderful. We'll give that a check. Mm. Uh, My number three, um, I think this hit me more when I became a parent um, than anything else. It's that feeling that sooner or later sometime soon your kids are just not going to care about you and you're not going to be the number one thing in their life anymore it's uh from sarah McLaughlin, who's very famous for these kind of songs <laughs> and when somebody no when she loved me is what it's called jesus i remember watching this for the first time um on toy story 2 and it's sort of Jess's song really that's it. Yeah, absolutely killed me because that was the first time it made me think that my kids, sooner or later, my kids, I, I'm not going to be the number one person that they're going to turn to if they get hurt or turn to if they're happy. It's going to be their boyfriends or girlfriends, you know, the people that they love. I'm not saying they don't love me, but, you know, I, I won't be the number one person that they're going to turn to. Um, and oh, it was, it was, and again, every time I listen to it now, it it, it hits the same again. Although now, like my eldest is, well, my youngest is 21. So he's got a girlfriend. So you hardly see them, but it still never, it still never changes. It still never changes that feeling that, mm. you know, and all you can do is be there for them when they do need you. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're both Toy Story fans. Oh, who doesn't get, <laughs> you see, I did get a bit emotional, but I think it's
4: more the images that I saw rather than the song. If that makes sense, the, the the accompaniment of the two together made me sad. Mm. At the movies,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think I had the the personal connection like you did, but it, it is a touching moment mm. in the film. Definitely.
3: I think it's that feeling that obviously oh, it's, oh, it's Jesse. What was the name of Jesse's? Can't remember the name of Jesse's um, like child yeah. was, but the fact that she's discarded and then. She's found again, and then is the is the is the best thing that the, Jesse's child has, but then discards her again, and then that feeling that you know you you're not needed anymore, and mm. I think that's the thing that hits you, like like with your kids, is you feel like they're always going to need you when they fall over and they scrape their knee, they always come running to you. But then that's why you have grandkids because then they they run to you when they need you, and you and can give like, them back when you've had a... And then you can give them back exactly. Best of both worlds. Uh, okay, Rachel, you're number two. Then please.
5: All right. I guess we're on a theme here, maybe with the the children's movies. So, Rainbow Connection by <gasps> Kermit the Frog.
4: Oh, <laughs> it is. It's a lovely song.
5: In yeah, in that little bando in the swamp. Yeah. He gets me
3: every time. <laughs> Aww. I didn't even think about this when This would have been in my top 10 without. Oh, I love this song. Oh, man. We're all I, quiet I, listening I know. How could I have forgotten this one?
4: What a such a great song from A Muppet, really. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, Cole it's Williams. a beautiful song. was the guy that wrote it, wasn't he? Say it again, Serpa. Paul Williams right, like, was yeah was the guy that wrote it such a simple song
5: paradise and all that
3: yeah 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 oh what a song well done rachel yeah you've won the podcast with that one i think we all forgot that one
4: didn't we
5: it nearly could have been my number one honestly it was it was the real toss-up i i do love this song and yeah it's hard to hear it without cheering up a little bit
3: yeah yeah and it's a great movie as well I, I haven't seen, the, seen it for ages, but I, I need to watch that again. Oh, i got to stop. <laughs> <gotta Yeah>. stop. <laughs> that is a great one. Well done, Rachel. Well done. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number two. So
4: this is a song dedicated to all fathers and father figures out there. It's Pearl Jam's Man of the Hour. Um, I. Uh, it just sums up what a father is to you. It's a song for a father. Um I believe they used uh, well I, I don't believe I know they used it at the end of um, Big Fish um, you know the Tim Burton movie oh. um, but obviously I was <laughs> acquainted with it before and I'm so excited and I hope i hope, hoping they sit, they play it when I see them next <laughs> week after three years Rachel I'm finally seeing Pearl Jam one of my favourite bands oh yeah finally three year wait because of things but it's a wonderful song um, I don't think Pearl Jam get the love they still they deserve anymore um, they they went I mean they're still big when they play live they draw in the big crowds but you don't sort of hear radio play of them anymore and you know they do a lot more of these sort of songs than people know you know um, and I'd highly recommend people checking out their back catalogue and finding things you know like Better Man and Yellow Lead Better and stuff like that. And yeah, and this song, and especially if you, which you should do, love your dad as much as, I you know, we love ours. And it's a great song. <laughs> you sounded like I, Alan Padraig like, then. I did. That's why I laugh myself. <laughs> 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 a yes. Uh pickers. So yes. Yeah, um,
3: yeah, yeah.
5: Eddie Better. His voice, I, I like his solo work quite a bit too, like his yeah. ukulele album or the, the Into the Wild soundtrack. Mm. I think
4: he's... Have you heard his new album, sounding. Earthlings? I have not. we are in for a treat. Invincible, the opening track, mm, I think, okay. is an absolute blinder. But you're in for a treat. Go and go and check it out. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love Pearl Jam so, so much. I've got ink of them
5: on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. you're going to have so much fun at
4: this concert. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to rock up at, when the doors open I'm going to stand at the front of the stage. Like,
5: no, no.
3: But I'm excited. <laughs> and there'll be a, something I'm on the screen excited. that'll say, I'm sorry, but they've got coronavirus. The, the gig is off. Can I'm, I'm still...
4: No, I'm still waiting. I've been trying to see them since 1994, Rachel. Everything I've ever done has got in my way. So... They announced a tour when I'd already booked to go on holiday, so I couldn't change, so I couldn't go to that. About five times they when they've done a tour, I haven't been able to get tickets, just they sold out before I've ever been able to get them. They played Reading Festival once and I couldn't get to go because we were away, as it would be an August bank holiday. So finally they announced they're doing the Hyde, you know, the Hyde Park um gig. I booked my tickets. Fucking COVID. <laughs> and last year covid so 3 years later i'm still in i've i booked the hotel last week because i finally thought right i'm going to do it <laughs> i think they're playing they've announced they're in europe now so that's leaving it a bit late though isn't it booking the hotel last week yeah well i was so frightened that they'd cancel i didn't want to be stumped again oh, i was wow. i booked an airbnb and the bastards never gave me my money back so the first year. So I wasn't going to do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to be seeing them. Really exciting. Good. And you know they put in a good show. They're like Bruce. They do a three-hour
3: show. Do they? Every night, yeah. Yeah, but the difference is oh, that's, wow. that's three hours of Pearl Jam. Isn't it? You've never listened to them. <laughs> I have. I have. They were one of the people, the same as Radiohead, I spent an afternoon at work listening to Pearl Jam. And it never did anything. It it never, it just, it was... What about this song playing now? Or what was playing, Man of the Hour? Well, I'll have a proper listen to it and I'll Mm. I'll, I'll see what I think. But I just, I put like Pro Jam Essentials on the Apple Music, had a listen and it just didn't penetrate me. Are you a fan, Rachel?
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And I have considered uh, seeing, I think Eddie Vedder plays not with Pearl Jam, but just solo every year here, Mm. not too far away, about, I don't know, 20 miles away at the Ohana Festival. I I
4: used to
5: almost do it. But I haven't
4: done it yet, so ah, uh, we'll do it next year. Come on, Pav. we'll take you to Eddie Vedder. I'm coming. Is Let's that before
3: you. or after the Johnny Cash Museum? We, no, we'll we'll we can... do it all together. It's <laughs> all they're all
4: quite close, so we'll be able to drive from one to the other. It's all yeah.
3: Fine. I mean, on my map of the world, it only looks like it's that far. So yeah, we so should we'll be do all right. It long. <laughs> do that in an afternoon. Um, okay, my number two um, is "Fix You" by Coldplay. I know it's a Beautiful bit soppy also got a great bit where it just builds up at the end um and and this is I love singing this song this is a great song to sing but I do tend to get lost a little bit in it and will just close my eyes and just let it go and just as he just sang um and not really worry if anybody's dancing to it or singing to it I'll just lose myself and we'll just just go for it because it's just a beautiful beautiful song um I'm wondering whether to play it at the festival that we got in town at the end of august do it that do I it i might i think i might too especially if there's loads of people there i think that'd be great that'll be get them to light their lights that would be get that yeah get mm. their get their phones out and yeah. and, and do that do but, it don't do angels do this i'm not gonna do angels no do i'm not gonna do angels, I'm not gonna do angels. no because this is a beautiful song yeah i think
4: it's probably one of coldplay's best songs.
3: i think it is for me it is coldplay's best song yeah i would mm. i would say that yeah Coldplay fan rachel i
5: I can't. I can't. I know. I feel like I'm going to be kicked off this podcast, but I do not like Coldplay. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I think the radio here just played them to death. Right. Um, and I, whatever song was in Grey's Anatomy, the same, it was just like, okay, I can't. Um, yeah, I, it got overplayed, I think, is what killed it for me.
3: I can not I, I can't see that. I'm not... Mm. I. I like... I don't know, probably half a
4: dozen of their songs. You're the same as me then, Pav. There's a handful that I really like, Yellow being one, which was an original song, but a lot of them are dire shite. You
3: know, they just... Yeah. Drab, I
4: think is the word.
3: And I think some of them are also written and produced because they're to be played in stadiums. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or they're going to be used in an advert. That's why I get the feeling that some sometimes they're like that. And but also... <clears throat> sorry i was also no, go going on. to say chris martin i don't think he has got a very good voice he's not got a classically great voice but he's got again one of those voices as soon as he sings you know it's chris martin mm-hmm. but he's watching very... some
4: of his live footage i've really not been
3: impressed with his yeah singing. no but then he's not that you he know, give a shit. he's got he's I got mean, millions yeah. in the bank Neil, and we're <laughs> yeah. doing a podcast on a wednesday evening so yeah, you I know, know i'd rather be doing i exactly exactly because we would be talking to Rachel. Exactly, especially with Rachel. Although if we have millions, we could be going over and visiting Rachel with that wonderful beach and the wonderful sea. And then go into that festival. Uh, and going then go to, into Johnny yeah. Cash's uh, museum, you know. But you can't have it I'll tell you. It. I, oh, there it is. Look oh, at that. over there. Anybody that is listening to this on the podcast, please go to our YouTube channel and just go and see that because the view is unbelievable. And Rachel wakes up to that every day.
5: I'm so lucky. And actually I have to go back now that we've we've seen the view. Um Paul Williams, who wrote Rainbow Connection. I did say that right, but right, Paul Williams. Yeah. Yep. He apparently lives on that island over there.
3: No.
0: Never Ooh. never
5: seen him in the flesh, but that that little man is is on that island. So.
3: Well, I would definitely go. I in mean, now, does he own that island? Because he probably has enough money to own that island. I would have thought. <laughs>
5: uh, maybe uh, no, but he he just has a house. Um, and to tell you the truth, the houses there are not uh, especially huge. It's just that they're they all come with docks and uh, you know boat boat property, and they're gorgeous and old and beautiful, but. Uh, Yeah, I think the the most expensive house there went for like twelve million or something along those lines. Wow. Wow, wow. and they're small they're tiny little lots you can reach out and touch your neighbour so
3: really is there is there a bridge from the mainland to the island because I'd love it if there was and it's called the Rainbow Connection yes. I would love that <laughs> wouldn't that be great if they called that I would
5: that... suggest that at City Council yeah, there you
3: are, yeah. and then you'd, then you'd know that he lives there wouldn't you because you think hang on a minute Rainbow... Paul Williams has got to live here if that's called the Rainbow Connection oh that's fantastic okay uh, so I've done my number two so before we reveal our number ones then Ray Rachel, do you want to just give us a countdown, your countdown from 10 to 2, please?
5: Absolutely. All right. We've got Nothing Better by the Postal Service at number 10. Number 9 is The Crane Wife 3 by the Decemberists. 8 was Trouble by Kat Stevens. 7 is Your Best American Girl by Mitski. 6 was Samson, uh, Regina Spector. Five is Every Little Hair Knows Your Name by Yann Fleckman. Four was Danny Song by Robbins and Messina. Three, is shared with Neil, Hurt, Johnny Cash. And two was The Rainbow Connection by That Famous Frog.
3: <laughs> Yay. Yeah, go on then, Neil. You'll tend to two. Okay, so number 10, Radio Hate. (laughs) That's more like it. Radio Radio Hate. That's it. Fake
4: Plastic Trees. Number nine, (laughs) Marillion, Sugar Mice. Number uh, eight, Damien Rice, Nine Crimes. Number seven, REM's Everybody Hurts. Number six, Joy Division, Atmosphere. Number five, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush don't give up. Number four, Johnny Cash, Hurt. Number three, Eels, Man Child. Number two, Pearl
3: Jam, Man of the Hour. Lovely. And mine is number 10, Ashes, Celine Dion. Nine, Hopi by Sigur Ross. Eight, Hello, by Adele. Seven, You'll Never Walk Alone, Jerry and the Pacemakers, or The Cop, at Anfield. Six, Nouvelle Bianchi, Ludovico Inaldi. Uh, five, From Now On, uh, The Greatest Showman. Four, David Song, Robbie Williams. Three, When, when She Loved Me, uh, Sarah McLaughlin. And two, Fix You by Coldplay. So, Rachel, what is your number one song that makes you cry?
5: Every single time, Gone Away by The Offspring. Okay. And The Offspring, I think, are one of those those SoCal bands. I think they're from Orange County. Um, they're known for really silly songs, like Pretty Fly for a White Guy, you know. But this song is just a tearjerker and... You know, it's about death and loss and those things. Um, I don't know. It just gets me. uh, It chokes me up all the time. And I just peek ahead. Somebody had mentioned it in the honorable mentions, so uh,
3: apparently I'm not the only one. Is it? Is it? What makes it something that makes you cry? Is it? Is it? It goes back to your early days or a specific memory. I mean, you don't have to share with us if it's personal, obviously.
5: Yeah, no it must it I you know I've been listening to The Offspring since I was 10 11 years old so I guess it must be somewhat nostalgic. Um but I think just the intensity in his voice, in Dexter's voice and the way he delivers the song, it it just it hits me to the core. So
3: I have to say I think I only know pretty fly for a white guy and was there another another big hit that they oh, had in... get a job or whatever it is or yep yep that would be the other other one then Mm. now they're not the ones that did the the cover of um smooth criminal are they no that was alien ant farm alien ant farm that's right always get those mixed up okay i'm gonna give that one a listen Mm -hmm. definitely give that one a listen because that looks like i mean as neil said it might be a bit too heavy for me mightn't it neil i mean (laughs) you know
4: (laughs) well i've never known you like any sort of heavier music No, not not criticising. It's not your
3: forte, is it? It's not your style. Well, I mean, like, isn't the Eagles heavy? (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I mean, I I I like some of Bon Jovi stuff, but I suppose that's not even classed as heavy, is it? I suppose that's just rock. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll give you Bon Jovi. That's rockish. There you are. It's rockish. It's rockish. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much for that, Rachel. Go on then, Neil. You're number one. The Dead Kennedys, too drunk to fuck. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm really joking. Honestly, I'm joking. No, no. No, hang it's, on, I need to listen to that one. Is that, is that actually a song? Or that is, you, a that is a genuine song.
4: I love <laughs> yeah. the Dead Kennedys, yeah. I really do. And I've, I yeah. absolutely love the Dead Kennedys.
3: Um, never, oh my God, there is a song called Too Drunk to Fuck. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's a
4: genuine <laughs> song. They released it as a single. When you go to their tour, you buy the t-shirt with it all on. No, it's let's change it down. It's actually Leonard Cohen and it's If It Be Your Will. Um, I always think everybody has a funeral song in their head. Um, I know it sounds really morbid, but I'm sure we've all got a song we would like to be played at our funeral, and this would be mine. Um, Sorry, what was it called again? If It Be Your Will. It's on the Various Positions album. Okay, keep keep talking. Um, Yeah, I just, I think it's uh, just a beautiful song. Now, I know everybody doesn't like Leonard Cohen, um, and people can be dismissive of him and everything, but I... I grew up listening to Leonard Cohen And um, his last album, If You Want It Dark It was very much like Johnny Cash's last album to me Um, You know, you knew he was at the end But he still did it Uh, But this song, yeah It's what I, like I said It's what I call my funeral song I want it played when I'm burnt to a crisp Um, (laughs) And this is the one that's all, that's all I can say about it. But it,
3: it, yeah, okay. Rachel's looking at beautiful. you with a very quizzical look on her face. Do you not like Leonard Cohen? I
5: sure am. No, no, Leonard Cohen is completely fine. That's that's not the problem. The problem is I don't have a funeral song picked out. <laughs> all <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, do I,
0: thought
5: I need one. I, I guess few. I do. Yeah.
4: There you go. There's. you uh, mm-hmm. would be thinking about mm-hmm. that now. But I,
3: I thought most
5: people
3: did. Yeah. Does it, does I this do
5: anything?
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, uh I I need to look, listen to it properly, I have to say. Mm. Uh again, along with Joy Division and Radiohead and I don't quite get Leonard Cohen. Right. I don't quite I mean I I'm sure his lyrics are beautiful and the melodies are beautiful, but he seems to sing the same note. Is that is that sort of the way that he sings, I don't. I mean, quite... his last
4: album you'd probably detest. I mean, he obviously he was on the way out, and his voice is, was never never sounded so deeper. Oh right. You know, it's almost like um, what's his name in um, Paint Your Wagon. You know, Lee Marvin. Oh, Lee
3: Marvin. Jeez.
4: Yeah, it's almost down as low as that. Um, but to me, this album is up there as probably one of my favourite of his albums. Various positions. It's the one that had Hallelujah on. Right, um, which unfortunately has been a little bit tainted for me because it's just been covered to death, and everybody wants to do it. Yeah, but I still stand by Leonard Cohen's version is by far the best.
3: But then, isn't that the mark of a good song? Is that so many yeah. people want to cover it?
4: Yeah, yeah, and it is a great song. Great lyrics, as yeah. you said. He was—he's a songwriter, uh, you know, definitely
3: a poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An acquired taste though you'd say yeah
4: um yeah but again you speak to so many people and they they love leonard cohen mm. you know when you you find out that they, they've discovered and they've fallen in love with it um, yeah it's not wonderful and and dull uh, and depressing it no. really is you know no. he does do a lot of uplifting stuff as well
3: i hope that nobody listens to this that is sorting out your funeral and accidentally just cuts it to the bit where you said the dead Kennedys. So then, when you're uh-huh, dead, okay. that song comes on. Do you know?
4: I would that would that would appeal to me.
3: If anybody Actually, knows my sense of humor, that would make, that would make me laugh. If the unthinkable happens, Neil, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to edit this podcast and say, look, this was Neil's final <laughs> thing that she that he wanted, <laughs> and I'll edit it so that you say, "Well, my funeral song is." Edit the dead kennedys <laughs> i said he he was adamant that that's what he wanted so i'm afraid you know but then my the people that
4: know me i mean, my parents they've be long gone obviously oh i
3: hope well
4: you, know, yeah, you know but you know people that know me would probably <laughs> say yeah
3: that's probably new yeah, yeah. We, we do know he
4: loves the dead kennedys so. yeah yeah
3: don't worry mate i'll sort it out for you yeah. don't, worry. don't worry. Yeah. Uh okay, my number one, I mean look, if we're doing music, uh it's gotta be lin Manuel, Manuel Miranda. Um and it's quiet uptown from Hamilton. Um uh, like I say, we went and saw this uh at the West End in London last year, and I'm so glad that I was wearing a mask because people couldn't see they couldn't see me sobbing, sobbing like a six-month baby that just hurt his foot. Um the West End version isn't isn't as good as lin Juan Miranda doing it and watching it on Disney Plus when you you can watch it there. The moment when his wife takes his hand when it's the forgiveness bit and the way that he plays that is is heartbreaking. Um it just is and it's all about again it's about loss, it's about redemption, it's about being forgiven as a as a family as a couple as a person and there is there is nothing else again sat in my car yesterday listening to this and i hadn't listened to it for a while and i hate to say that this wasn't even in my top 10 to start with and it was only because of the honorable mentions somebody mentioned it and i thought hmm. how have i forgotten to put this in my top 10 and then when i looked at it i thought this is my number one because i cry every time i hear this song Every it single it time, hey, eh? you better turn it off. Yeah, I will now, turn it off now because you're um, gonna start
4: blubbering.
3: I, w- I will, I will, Neil. Fuck mm. your dead Kennedys, and yeah. So, I mean, look, Manuel Miranda does it again, he gets to the top of my chart again. Probably like 50% of every chart we've done, even best James Bond movies, I think I did was Lim Manuel Miranda. So, it's just the way it is. Are you a fan, Rachel?
5: I've seen Hamilton on Disney Plus uh, once. It, it was very good. I enjoyed it. I am not maybe the fan that it seems like the rest of the world is, but hey, each their own, you know. Absolutely, it's, it was very well
3: um, done. Here we go. Guilty confession: I still haven't watched it. Have you not? Have you no. not? See, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hip hop fan. I'm not a rap fan. I when we obviously it was right in the at the start of lockdown when i i thought i'm gonna watch it i had no idea what it was about i thought it was about black people working in the government for america when america was first started i didn't realize what it was and i was absolutely blown away just by just by the sheer amount of words that these guys and and girls had to learn to to perform it It was just mind-boggling so the first time i watched it i thought what are they doing this is crazy and then I've been in love with it ever since. I just have. It's just a fantastic, um, a fantastic piece of art. I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, we've done that. Now we need to get through these honourable mentions. Uh, unfortunately, I did have to have a cut off because I had so many. So we're gonna fire through these. Here we go. Gabrielle Gonzalez says, "Babe by Sticks." What a tune! I don't know, Rachel. Have you ever heard "Babe by Sticks"?
5: I don't
3: know that one. Oh, it is a fantastic tune. Neil? Yeah, I think so. Babe, I'm leaving. Must be on my way. Oh, it's just a great song. Uh, It says, reminds me of my mum. She passed away in 2004. I just can't do it. Uh, uh, Michelle Hawley said, I am not a country fan, but In My Daughter's Eyes by Martina McBride kills me. And not because it's country, because it's sad. Uh, And also, okay, it's a show tune, so don't come at me, but So Big, So Small from Dear Evan Hansen. I've never seen that, I don't know, um, any of you guys seen that now? Uh, and also she says, I asked my husband and he literally cries every time he hears When She Loved Me by Sarah McLaughlin. Also, her Diamonds by Rob Thomas, because it reminds him of a personal health scare I had. You know, Carl Pavo, that's me. Uh, maybe we just cry a lot in my family. Anyway, trying to help. Thank you very much there, uh, Michelle, for that one. Sarah Brown says, Adele, someone like you always makes me cry every time. And she also wants to add One More Light by Linkin Park uh alma rodriguez said uh, agree with all of the above but for me when i need a good cry i play the schindler's list soundtrack so haunting and emotional i only do it every rare while though it's just too much in the feels mm. i think it is i mean we did that last week didn't we neil talking yeah. about um uh about schindler's Spellbag list
4: movies, yeah. yeah
3: yeah uh maria a Asel klein Asel's klein says uh chris stapleton fire away uh, Heidi Grande says, I've got an older Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, beautiful song. Uh, Stephen Patrick Scanlon said, Cindy Lauper, Time After Time, classic tune. Mm-hmm. At Tufty 2222, two, 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 Old Tige by Jim Reeves. Old Tige, T I G E. Okay anybody no uh, she does say youtube if you haven't heard it oh my god brings me to tears every single time uh, at kojak hat said some fantastic place by squeeze and keep me in your heart by warren Zevon. at chatty geek ht says oh i'd be terrible at this one not much of a cryo when it comes to music somebody in your wheelhouse there neil mm um our new uh patreon topper Lindsay Pananen, uh colorblind by counting crows lua by bright eyes videotape by Radiohead. a lack of color by death cab for cutie and breathe me by sia nancy trickle uh beth kiss and skin oingo bongo Boing, ongo Boingo. <laughs> <laughs> oingo bongo <laughs> What was, what was that one about <laughs> 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 we'll have a bit of ongo bongo isn't that boingo boingo <laughs> oh my is screaming somewhere <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> get the name of my band right uh, andy beaton said way more songs are bummers than actual tearjerkers right this is tough this woman's work by kate bush she said uh, and moments of pleasure that lady is real good at the feels Chris Wellenga, uh, I avoid music that makes me cry except for going to live theatre. No one is alone from Into the Woods gets me, not so much the film. Yeah, I, have you ever seen yeah. Into the Woods, the film? Yeah, I, I wasn't. Oh dear, uh, I struggled yeah. to finish that one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't enjoy that at all. We went to, actually went to the cinema
4: for that. Damn me. And the people who I was with, we were all sat there and I was thinking, Oh God. Little did I know they were sat there thinking, Oh God, if we'd only <laughs> just looked at each other
3: and spoken, we could have left and not <laughs> yeah. enjoyed it. They were you both staying just because you didn't want to. Yeah, we thought the other, the other ones one's one was really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh Jan Lerner DeFeo said Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Way hey, there's one for Beam. Uh and Silver Springs, Fleetwood Mac. And also Sound of Silence, the Disturbed version. That was very okay. close to my top ten it's a beautiful version very close Uh, at Nick Boyd Guitar said Pav how the devil are you buddy long time no see here this may sound like an odd answer but a piece that makes my eyes leak is a particular version of the carol In the Bleak Midwinter by the Freckleton Brass Band there you go you can't get more English than the Freckleton Brass Brass Band band? yeah I might put that on the uh, video playlist as well I think if I can find it uh, Maria Pereira says gone away by offspring makes a husband cry every time there you go uh, and for me bring me flowers I'll bring my flowers now by Tanya Tucker Okay, Larry Sala says, in no particular order, or best of worst, rise against, make it stop, especially when you watch the video, Teddy Swims, simple things, Chris Stapleton, either way, and Maggie's song, Tim McGraw, don't take the girl. But the biggest tearjerker for me, I'm talking blubber out loud and drool, Tim McGraw and dog on. Blubber out loud and draw. That sounds like they should have been playing at Glastonbury at the weekend. <laughs> really? Anna Cochran says, Billy Vera and the Beaters, at this moment, it was my parents' song right before they decided to split, and then in brackets, again. Oh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> like there's a there's a big story behind that. We'll have to ask Anna next time we uh, have her on the pod. Uh, Scott Nicanor says wake me up when september ends green day my cousin passed about 15 years ago and green day was his favorite band still brings me to tears uh janine bender brick ben folds five and somebody depeche mode dave williams john johnny cash and hurt and peter gabriel and kate bush don't give up look at that two of yours uh you both had there uh susie wilson krill said sarah beth it's a Rascal Flatts bonus track, I Dare You Not to Ugly Cry. Okay. And Supermarket Flowers by Ed Sheeran. Made me cry when I first heard it, then brought on a whole new meaning of, the, of bawling when my mama passed away suddenly from an aneurysm. Oh, we're well, sorry about that, Susie. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, Mel Soto, Wild Horses, The Rolling Stones one day my mum had it on the kitchen and she sang the lyric let's do some living after we die to my dad my parents are dreamers and knowing how hard we've struggled with money I would give anything to send them on a dream trip anywhere in the world mm. oh Mel uh, Jeff Flores so i finally subscribed to the podcast only to find out today's topic is songs that make you cry well shit mine is tears in heaven that is all uh, okay and candle in the wind only because it makes everybody hurt so oh. well done jeff and welcome to the podcast Uh, christopher french says live lightning crashes gets me every time audrey pearson daniel by elton john my sister's name is danielle and when i was a kid i always imagined it was a sad song about her being dead (laughs) 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 it always gets me because sad songs say so much you know oh well done audrey uh not well done for thinking that you're your sister was dead, but well done for the uh, the sad song. Says so much. Uh, Ags Teague said the live version of Depeche Mode's Somebody. Angie Zimardo says My Immortal, Evanescence. Kristen K. Borgia, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye by Boys to Men and Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Lisa Gunter Mars, Marks, Marks, M A R C Z, Marks, Marks. Okay. Uh, when She Loved Me, Sarah McLaughlin. I'm still trying to I- figure out
5: what that is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't help but think of Toy Story 2 scene anytime I hear it and it kills me. And it's Quiet Uptown uh, Hamilton. I've heard it a ton and still can't get through the song without crying. Dear Theodosia Hamilton, How I Feel About My Kids. Hallelujah, Jeff Buckley version. We use the chorus as part of a, sl- a slideshow when my grandma passed away and the song always makes me tear up. Catherine Igarashi. One, Calexico Kalex- with Iron and Wine, 16 maybe less. There's a line that goes, and though and and o- and though and autumn time lullabies sang our newborn love to sleep, that reminds me of Missed Chances. And two, Death Cab for Cutie, I will follow you in the, into the dark, always gets teary when they close a the show with this one. Kendra Gross Tapia, Last Kiss, but only the Pearl Jam cover version, and It's Quiet Up Town from Hamilton. Sarah Fay Rotter, we're nearly there, we're nearly there. Sarah Fay Rotter, there are so many, and you can all name some great ones above, two that I immediately thought of, a queen, these are the days of our lives, and James Taylor, you can close your eyes. At SP underscore film viewers, don't go away by Kate Rusby, beautiful cover of the Oasis song, which has special meaning as my partner was going away on a long business trip to Australia, and it clashed when we planned to go and see her perform when the album was released. Single tier. And finally, Jill Het. For me, the most emotional songs have to do with sentimentality and context, not the actual song. That said, there are three that get me in the feels. One I mentioned above is remembered when uh, is remember when by Alan Jackson. It's all about the passing of time and just kills me. Another is it's quiet uptown from Hamilton. There's a Kelly Clarkson version. Kelly Clarkson. I just liked the song before I watched Hamilton. <laughs> Then knowing what it's about, someone died unexpectedly just changes the whole perspective. Lastly, Desperation by Judith Hill. In the midst of my deepest depression, this was one song I've legitimately sobbed to. The last two I mentioned both have an element of inspiration attached to them, which for me is what makes them that much more devastating. Uh, that you have to get past something terrible to have any sense of normalcy. Oh, and say something by a great big world. And Christian Aguilera, too. Sigh, thanks for listening to my TED talk. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, everybody. Sorry if I didn't get to read yours out, but there were just so many. Uh, well, but we thank really, you, everybody. Really <laughs> appreciate everybody um, sending those in. So thank and you. And I so just much. suddenly
4: thought there is, there is um, a person who sings that makes me cry when Who's I that? hear him justin
3: bieber i have to, i bloody you're just being nasty are now aren't you no he's a twat <laughs> for a split second i thought you was gonna say me then i really no, thought you no. was gonna say me. no no <laughs> so there we go that's it we've done it we finally got to the top 10 songs that make us cry there weren't a, there wasn't a single tear ish was there we did we did all right i think we did okay i had a box of tissues here Already and waiting. I'm not going to tell you why I've got a box of tissues in here. Gonna say, I'm not I'm- going to tell you the reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> nearly made that joke. Rachel is covering her eyes. Um. So before we say our goodbyes, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch with us?
4: Yes, absolutely. You can find us on all the social media at Top 10 Pods. Do come and give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow or whatever the hell you do on those things. Email us at top10pods at hotmail.com with any suggestions, questions or whatever you want to ask us. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. Pods, where you can get all sorts of rewards like being a guest yourself on the podcast. Uh, check out all the links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes. And please do come and subscribe, leave us a review and rating
3: wherever the damn hell you get your podcast from. Beautifully done, Neil. Almost like you was reading that off a card then. That was amazing. Um, well, Rachel, have you had fun? You know what? First,
5: uh, a show about sad songs. I was not expecting to laugh this much. You two are delightful i would love to come back and do something not quite so sad
3: <laughs> no no i was gonna ask really if you, i was gonna yeah. ask if you'd come back again and we'll choose something really really happy okay yeah. and then we'll all be like probably really down doing that happy <laughs> one but yeah thank you so much for your support and um and we will have you back like a shot so we will sort out another date and time uh, sort out another subject um uh, and like i say just thank you so much for your support and again as neil said the uh, the patreon is there if you look in the show notes we have uh, we've just recorded another um 10 minute top 10 which is one of the bonus uh, episodes that we put up on our podcast on the patreon and there's also video playlists that go along with the episodes um there's other little bits and pieces that we put up there and you get the episodes early as well and ad free so uh that's it for another episode rachel again thank you so much go and enjoy that beach go and enjoy the sunshine and the sea go and paddle over to paul williams house knock on his door cross that rainbow visit. (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us
5: thank you
3: thank you
4: neil Ah, thank you, Rachel. It's been an absolute joy. We'll see you at the Ohana uh, Festival. Is it Ohana or Ohana? Oh, and then and Johnny Cash. Yeah, is and then the Johnny Cash. Yeah. Oh, I would come to that. He plays every year. That So I'll be there. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you
3: and be acquainted. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching. And let's go start the countdown. Ten. Nine.